friends, day five, bars closed. So we left off with, you know, why? My day job's been pretty full right now. We're transitioning parent companies, and luckily I've been on full cylinders and haven't had a lot of time to think about myself today. But, you know, I just, you know, wanted to put up bubbles in my head at times and try to reach into those inner places and continue to prepare for this moment tonight. And so one of the things, you know, that came up is just, I only had two more add-ons to what I had mentioned last time in the in the why was you know the other only other two is really sex and alcohol definitely from a young age to an adult to where <laughs> to forever there was always the kind of messy or more exhilarating or more stamina or many different variations of of sex and alcohol that were definitely very addictive for me. Another thing I think was it just really just popped in my head as I was kind of walking up here was, you know, essentially that it used to can give me a second wind, you know, whether it's, you know, going and grabbing a couple of drinks after work and you're tired, but next thing you know, you're out until two in the morning to working in an editing bay, which I've done for many years of my life, you know, and different forms of building out websites and things, my own company, I can drink on my own job. <laughs> it doesn't matter, you know, where I'm editing and I'm just tired, you know, and I go and say, okay, well, now I've done it as long as I can sober and let me go grab a drink and let's do round two. And then I kind of can do another two or three hours until I'm blurry and slurry and then be done with it. But it seemed to have pushed me over that edge and I actually started to enjoy it and maybe even thought it was even more creative and maybe some of it was. Eventually, typically, I would come back and kind of tail end edit, you know, the kind of more sloppy side of it when I was being thinking I was doing better than I was. But, you know, it would work. And so... Winning formulas are always a big thing for me to understand is, you know, what are what are things that I adopted that worked for me that don't serve me? And so those are the other two things that I can think that adds on to the previous why. But really what kind of landed on me today, I think it was kind of cool that it landed on me on day five for a variety of reasons, but, you know, it was just the what if, right? And then the previous love of my life really hit me with that pretty hard at one point, you know, when we were breaking up and just said, you know, if you keep this up, something's going to wreck, you know, something's going to crash. And so it hit me hard and uh, it had to take that into consideration into heart and soul and it and it really kind of put me on a different trajectory. But now having a moment to kind of look at what if, I had also was looking for, you know, some history on my storehouse here and trying to understand a little bit more of the roots of what happened underneath this soil and who built it. And as I was looking through and kind of, in, you know, the old speakeasy history of it and a lot of fun stuff that I wanted to find out more about. The story of Jackson Pollock came up somehow. I don't know why. You know, the serendipity of the show and all that kind of thing, you know, wouldn't surprise me. But all of a sudden, I never even knew this. You know, I didn't know much about his life. I knew about his art, but didn't know much about his personal life. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing about him drunk, wrecking his car, him instantly dying, killing another woman in the car, his girlfriend, you know, maybe survives if I recall the story right. And neither one of his women is his wife. And so that's one picture I can paint myself, you know, as a creative person who has that creative thrive, drive, inspiration, wired brain to push it to the limit, to find that edge and to put it into the world in some kind of art piece and art form. And if it's not working, you can feel tortured. You know, my favorite writer of all time, Coleridge Braun, you know, died a tortured man, feeling like he was dried up. I mean, there's, we all know the, the tortured artist story, even the greatest, you know. But to kind of see his life end like that, in that kind of tragedy, you know, where lives were lost, 
it takes it out of like the nighttime news version of it happening, you know, somehow when you obviously add these celebrities to it, who shouldn't you really kind of think would have all at their disposal to, I don't know, be better, you know, to not make that kind of tragic mistake in their life and, and to really, the horror of it to what they do to other families and other people and everybody else when they do it. So there's that. And then I just had a best friend of mine who was murdered last year, stabbed to death. And this is a 28 plus year friend, best friend and business partner and soul brother, psychic soul brother, and one of my all time favorite drinking buddies. I mean, we tore it up, ripped it up when we wanted to. And it was so much fun. And somehow when we did it together, we really didn't get into trouble. But it gave us that engine that when we did it on our own, you know, we could go get in trouble and have. And so, you know, him getting murdered, stabbed to death, three o'clock in the morning in kind of an odd neighborhood. I don't know. It strikes me. I don't know the whole story. I really am still kind of in PTSD still, I think, in waves of it, of, of just grasping and digesting his loss and, and his passing. But also really kind of knowing in my heart that Zach was probably drinking that night. If not, maybe, you know, participating in another substance or whatever. I mean, you know, he... He had no shame in his game. He had beautiful children. He was a wonderful father and a wonderful professional and a wonderful brother and a wonderful son and a wonderful citizen and a wonderful human. So me telling this candidly, it's my story and I'll tell it. I just kind of feel like he, that was probably, there was probably some substance, most likely alcohol as the primary and probably only, probably only alcohol because he had given up a lot of other playground stuff that we all would participate every once in a while. And so he's probably, you know, fueled on alcohol in a situation, and he's gone. And so the what if, you know, kind of the, that one's close to home, then you got the Jackson Pollock, and then, you know, then you have every story of every broken home and broken child and broken, brokenness. That's my thoughts for tonight. Thanks for sticking with me.